Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. All right, welcome in Raider Nation. What a night. The Raiders 63 to 21 over the Los Angeles Chargers. Where have they been hiding this? I don't know, but uh, it's a night. There's so many stats, I can't keep up with it. I have to work on a story uh, tonight for Sports Not Tomorrow. I'm going to try to get my head around all these numbers. But first, we're here with you. That, of course, is me, Scott Cabranson, your host. Thanks for being with us, uh, Silver and Black, today. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Uh, it'll be good to listen to in the morning. So if you have to get to bed, depending where you're at, you can check us out in the morning, too. Uh, either way, but we're here to talk about the game. And as always, what we do is on our post-game show, we bring in our good friend, of course, that is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. He is smoking a cigar with me ver uh, from, from across a couple states, at least, uh, down in Tennessee. So we're here to talk about this game, and we appreciate it. We will get in the chat as much as we can. So thank you guys for all being there. It's always lively in there. But Murph, uh, the Raiders come out tonight, and, and it was really interesting because everything that happened last week, the soccer score, three to nothing, they lose to the Vikings at home. So it was going to be really interesting to see how they responded, right? Because you have Antonio Pierce there fighting to keep the job permanently, a big task for the guy. And we, we went back and forth. We had some disagreement last week, right? You and I on, is he the long-term answer? We don't know yet. He's got to win a bunch of games towards the end here. He had four opportunities left and boy, did they respond. And I think that to me was really impressive because coming off a loss like that, you tend to see teams either do maybe not score 63 points, but you see them either bounce back or you see them kind of still languish in all the issues they had, especially offensively 
coming into this one. We also heard Aiden O'Connell. You know, Pierce was very noncommittal to Aiden O'Connell towards the end of the week. And then kind of we heard he came out, hey, okay, no, he's going to start. I didn't think there was any question that. I picked the Raiders to win this game. I thought it was going to be a close one. And I thought it was going to be lower scoring. Raiders, 15 and a half points per game. They score 63. And as we do at the top of all of these postgame shows, we get the voice of the fan. Of course, that is Murph. Murph, uh, I know I know you're you're relishing as most Raiders fans are. Some were not happy with the win, believe it or not, because they want a better draft pick. But that's not, I think, the majority of Raider fans. Obviously, everybody's happy with the way things went down, especially on national TV. Exercise the demons from last week. But just give me a sense for how you feel. Talk to Raider Nation about your feelings about this game and what you saw, what you liked, and, and what it did for you as a fan from a psyche perspective. Uh, well, all I can say is uh, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> you suck! That was amazing. What an amazing night tonight for the freaking Las Vegas Raiders. What an ultimate freaking a little bit of redemption for Antonio Pierce, who has been under fire over these last few games since coming out of the gate strong uh, as, as the Raiders came out 2-0. and And listen, we, we had some tough defeats. Last week was rough, man, losing 3 to nothing. And let's not let it get lost on all of national media that the Raiders are averaging 31.5 points over the last two games. But, like, this idea that, that I mean – Coming off of that and then going into this on a short week against a division rival, granted, I know playoffs aren't on the line anymore, but for the team to rally around Antonio Pierce and to come out absolutely blazing and this defense god dang it i swear if there's another person that indicts antonio pierce for the lack of production on offense and doesn't give him credit for the way that this defense is kicking the shit out of team sorry scott with kicking the crap out of team like let's not that get lost this team is playing absolutely inspired there was a team tonight one of them was playing for their coach the other one was playing for the other one to get the freaking hell out of town because brandon staley is not long for the planet they should have fired his ass at halftime i'm glad they didn't because they might have got better but my gosh man the raiders i'm so proud and i'm always proud to be a raider fan this ink don't run this stuff doesn't come off but i'm always proud to be a raider fan but nights like tonight when the raiders score the absolute most points they've scored in team history and beat the god dang chargers for the most we've last time we beat the chargers anywhere close to this we beat them 51 to 10 in 1967 fact check me google or whatever <laughs> the hell you are in the chat room and i love you chat room but like fact check me. i'm pretty sure the last time we won a game this big against the charger the biggest margin of victory ever for the raiders against the chargers was 41 points it was 42 tonight and god dang it, if that doesn't fire you up raider nation let's freaking go man like i know we're like we're the the, the playoffs are are they're in the distance, and it's probably not going to happen. But if we can carry this momentum into these last three games and go in there and compete. Listen, if the Raiders can go into Arrowhead and compete at this level, and granted, I don't think we're going to blow out the freaking Chiefs by 42 points. But if we can compete with the Chiefs and we can stay on the field, give Antonio Pierce the goddamn title. Like, just give him the freaking job. This man gets it. He's got the team fired up. I'm inspired. I'm in, I'm. Scott, uh, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna start rambling at this point. So I'm gonna turn it back <laughs> to you. This is an incredible night for Raider Nation. I, we don't deserve anything, and we don't need anything. But as fans, we needed this one. We needed this one, and it oh, felt yeah. awful damn good to see it happen.
Oh, yeah. And by the way, we had a super chat already for $10 from Anthony Velasquez. Uh, he says, I will never understand the idea of tanking as a big fan of the Raiders. I always want to see the team win no matter what the record. So, oh. absolutely. And, and we appreciate that. And, and, and again, uh, I think that this really impressed me because, I, I, you know, you know I've been noncommittal. Mo and I have been very clear on this show all week long that, look, Antonio Pierce has a great opportunity, uh, but you don't name anybody coach yet. You have to earn it. Well, tonight he earned it so far, right? We still have three games left for this team in, in the season. So you have to you have to do that. But I, I think that it, it was pretty remarkable how they came out. I mean, yes, you can say a lot of people were kind of poo-pooing the win, saying, well, the Chargers kind of quit. And they did, but the way the Raiders came out, especially on offense. Again, uh, we called, and I know you did too on your show, be aggressive with the offensive game plan, and that's what they did. They came out. Aiden O'Connell looked great. He bounced back. As we know, rookies are going to have bad performances. He had he had a, a bad performance last week, but he comes out tonight and does everything he was supposed to. It helps when your defense, to your point about how great this defense has played over the past several weeks, is they created takeaways. They created takeaways. They created five tonight. They scored a touchdown on all of them. Uh, so not only did you create them, but then unlike in past weeks where the defense would do their job and the offense didn't pick up the slack, they did tonight uh, with you know just amazing efficiency. And we saw a lot of the players that we've talked about over the weeks, Murph, that we wanted to see more of. We wanted to see more of the young guys. We wanted to see Trey Tucker and that speed. Thank you, Hooligan Nation. $20 donation goes to the hey. One Nation Foundation. So thank you for that. Uh, but you look at that. We saw Trey Tucker, the kid out of Cincinnati, come out there, get the touchdown, and be more involved in the offense, putting him out, not just using him on the gag plays like they've done in past weeks, but also getting him out into uh, open routes, getting him downfield vertical. He's got that speed. He's the fastest receiver on the Raiders. So you got him involved. You saw Michael Mayer involved, right? You saw Zamir White actually get some carries. Everybody's worried about Josh Jacobs missing the game. Of course, you get that. But he really made up, uh, I think, the distance there. Not only that, Abdullah came in and had some spell there, too. So you saw that two-headed running back work really well. And the other thing I want to do uh, is talk about Bo Hardigree because Bo Hardigree moved upstairs yeah. tonight. Yeah. And boy, that seemed to be the ticket, right? Because he went up and, and called, again, he called an aggressive game. I called it, he was like a turtle. Early in games, the head was out and he was being aggressive and then he would withdraw. And that's what we saw last week with the Vikings. Tonight, he doesn't do that. He stayed on even in the second half. And as Antonio Pierce told the TV folks when he came out, he said, no, we're putting the pedal to the metal. We're continuing to go. That linebacker mentality that you would expect uh, from a former linebacker who's got a Super Bowl ring. So from that overall, Bo Hardigree took a lot of heat and rightfully so. Uh, he has not called good games over the last two games, but he did tonight and so you got to give him credit too I agree with you and and again it's all how you respond to adversity right so this yeah. team responds to adversity tonight and comes out doesn't matter who they're playing it, it, it look you play who's in front of you and they needed this game badly right before they go on the road for two games in a row so so to me Murph you know if I'm giving out a trophy there's lots to go around tonight a lot of metal to go around tonight for performances and we'll get into some of those later because there's some guys I want to call out for sure but the, the metamorphosis in a week, this is what I expected more from the after the bye week, right? But Bo Hardigree, yeah. Antonio Pierce, and his staff, they put together a game plan early on that really put the Chargers on their heels, and they never recovered. 
Wow, yeah, there's so so much to get to, and 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 I'll save all the individual player comments, but I'll say this: that the O line, considering that that uh, you know Khalil Mack had six sacks against this team, and and put Aiden O'Connell on his ass five times, I think last last time they played. Considering that we were down Colton Miller, we're down Andre James, and to have an inspired performance out of that offensive line is absolutely incredible. And when it comes to you know, the, the the lack of performance that has happened over the past few weeks, and especially last week, that, that doesn't define you. I tell my kid, I like the, one of my big philosophies in being a dad, your, your mistakes are not what defines you. You're going right. to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. What do you do in response? And so when we were talking about the, the analysis and the projection going into this game was, well, what are the Raiders going to do? What are we going to do on offense? What are the, what are the changes they're going to make? What are the things that the Raiders are going to do as from a high level? Because you guys have talked a lot about Antonio Pierce that ultimately the buck stops with him. So even though Bo Hardegree is ultimately responsible for the play calling and the design of the offense and Antonio Pierce has got to be responsible for it. So what were the, I would love to be a fly on the wall in Henderson and hear what those conversations were. And ultimately, listen, Patrick Graham went up into the booth. Defense got better. Bo Hardegree goes up into the booth. Offense gets better. So where, what was the genesis of those ideas? I don't know. And I don't know enough about the X's and O's and the strategy and the, you know, the minutia of the offense and the defense, but whatever it is, keep doing that. Like what, what an incredible turnaround. And I know the chargers are down and I know that they had a freaking, you know, and people that say, well, they gave up. Well, sure they did. Cause he got the shit kicked out of them in the first <laughs> eight minutes of the game. So you'd have given up too. Like, you know, so, I mean, I, I get that idea to where we can, we can hold the, the, the opponent in, um, in contrast and, and consider that idea. But that said, this is still a professional NFL team. This is still a team that has the exact same record as the Raiders. It is one of our all-time freaking rivals because they play in our dang division. And so for the Raiders to absolutely shellack them and take them out of competitiveness and competition that early in the game and set the tone, because I got to admit, man, you know, we beat the, we freaking ran up 14 on the Chiefs not that long ago, and it was like, uh-oh. And it all went to crap not long after that. So I'm watching this game tentatively going like okay well so good so far and then it was like turnover 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 and here's the thing too there has been a hallmark of this Raiders team over the years for those of you that those of you that have turned the calendar enough times you know that the Raiders haven't always been the best at capitalizing on turnovers what did the Raiders do tonight they capitalized on freaking turnovers and so not only when those turnovers happened did they get the ball in the end zone but then they created their own turnovers and scoring plays listen that catch and I'm gonna I'm getting individuals I'm gonna shut up but that by Jack Jones that's up there with Ronald Curry in the back of the end zone in the snow against Denver in mile high like that was a beautiful catch and a run into the i mean those are the things that close out games and so well i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna save it because i got so much more thoughts scott yeah Go no and, and listen a shout out to the trinidad ledizma uh ten dollar donation he says my soul has been renewed Amen. so good for trinidad and thank you for your donation to the one nation foundation we appreciate that um which we'll tell you about if you guys don't know about it we'll get to that towards the end of the show but uh, just really great stuff, and, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, Fabian, our good friend Fabian Ramirez, one of my listeners when I was on Raiders Fan Radio, been with us for a long time. He's in Wellington, New Zealand. 
and he sends a shout out. Just want to give him a little uh, a credit there because he's one of our longtime listeners and a, a great, great guy. And uh, he's watching uh, all the way in a different it's – it's a different day there already. So, so thank you, Fabian. I'm sure that was a great win as you're traveling with your wife and happy anniversary again to you guys. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, there's so many, so many – uh, superlatives to talk about, but but I, I like what you said there, and I want to revisit it, and that is the offensive line. Andre James out, Colton Miller out. Uh, Munford Jr. continues to develop. What a monster he was tonight. Uh, uh, Khalil Mack. Remember Khalil Mack? Remember six sacks the first yeah. time? What about tonight? Zero, right? Nothing. And uh, we talked about it, and I know I see some of the people in the chat talking about Aiden O'Connell, just build a line and he can be the guy. I still don't necessarily believe that, but I will say this. They gave him what time he needed, okay? And that's all that matters. Like, when he's in there and he's playing, that's what you have to do. So, big, big, huge shout-out to the offensive line. Uh, Jermaine Illuminor had a great game. I know people are, are kind of torn on him up and down sometimes he is, but, man, he really brought it tonight, and I think that you, you have to give a lot of credit to that offensive line. But you mentioned the Jack Jones interception. Boy, that was just, you talk about jumping a route and just knowing, knowing. That tells me that these guys, you talk about focus. It doesn't matter what you do for a living, whether you're a professional football player, a plumber, a scientist, doesn't matter. You have to have focus. I felt like the Raiders lacked focus last week. That's why I was somewhat critical of Coach Pierce, because again, like you said, he's the CEO. They came out. They just didn't look like they had a lot of pep in their step last week, except for Max Crosby. Of course, but this week, man, they were focused, and that Jack Jones interception is a perfect example. They saw the film. They understood. He recognized the route from the get-go, and he jumped it. And not only that, Murph, he made a hell of a catch because it was a behind yes. him. And he held onto the ball, brings it in. And I know the game was pretty much over at that point anyway. It doesn't matter. That shows you, too. Pierce's point about coming out of halftime and telling Kaylee Hartag on, on Amazon – that we're keeping the pedal to the metal because remember he's fighting for that job and everybody on that team is fighting for one another and they're fighting. They want to end the season on a positive note. They want to show that Antonio Pierce can do it. And so to me, that was great. Uh, and, and I just think that, that that piece of it can't be lost. It's, it's the desire, the will to, to play your best. It doesn't matter what players you have out there, right? Because the Raiders, they came in. Those three players out is a big deal. I don't care who you're playing. And you would have never known that all the players out there tonight for the Raiders were not the starters because they played like a cohesive unit and they never let up. Yeah, and anybody that has this idea about that, a team tanking in the NFL, stop it. It's stupid. It's never going to happen in the NFL. These, these, these players are playing for their jobs. They're playing for their careers. They're playing for their next contract. you got coaches playing for their jobs. Play, listen, the, at the end of the day, if you ask any NFL player what is the most important thing that is a testimony to their career, it is film Yep. You're never going to tank. It's it's a, such a ridiculous notion. So that idea that that fans come up with because it's frankly it's I don't ever it's it's only ever fans. I don't I, 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 I don't ever see like a legit media member like go like oh the Raiders should tank except <clears throat> one guy. But I won't bring him names. <laughs> but, um, 
He's got a deep voice. Yeah, but, but anyways, but that idea that like the Raiders should take is the stupidest thing. It's stupid in any sport, and I think that it, it can it can make more sense in other sports like baseball and basketball where you have more games. And should you like play younger players, and then if you have a lack of success, no big deal because then you can gain an advantage. But in the NFL, you got seventeen of these damn things, man, and you only got so much film that you can put put down, and so there no one is going to risk the idea of losing with any sort of intent it's the stupidest thing ever so stop it that said that if, if there are certain things that are completely consistent with the nfl regardless of the era and that is having an, an advantage in the turnover ratio that is play great defense don't turn the ball over right turnover ratio and then run the ball well. And what did the Raiders do tonight? And that's something that is Aiden O'Connell our quarterback for the future? I don't think so. And so should the Raiders still draft the quarterback in the first round? Yes. Should they take advantage of, of Champ Kelly's uh, relationship with Justin Fields and bring him in? Yes. Should they bring in another guy to bring a, be a camp arm? Yes. Bring in all the quarterbacks. Like, let's let's freaking load up all the quarterbacks and let them all duke it out in camp next year. But that said – if you do all those extra things, those things outside, can you be successful in the NFL? Yes. And yeah. so well, uh, there's been a lot of debate around lately around your show and, and our show and on the X and everything else around this whole idea of can the traditional pocket passer, can the Dan Marinos of the world excel in this version of the NFL? Well, if you protect them, and they get the ball out quickly, and there's decisiveness, and there's their ability to read a defense and all that, the cerebral nature of things comes in like Peyton Manning and Eli, then yes, you can still have success. Now, is that a, a winning recipe for the Raiders in 2024? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But can we finish strong? And, so, and, and we say this all the time, too, on our show, Scott. I root for the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. And the Raiders that are are Aiden O'Connell, Zamir White, Antonio Pierce is our head coach, Champ Kelly's our GM, right? On down the line. So I'm going to root and look for the positives in, in the potential in this current group because this is the Raiders that are. Now, in the offseason, then we can talk about the Raiders that aren't because that's when you build a team and make changes and do all those kinds of things. But for right now, what's the best possible winning scenario for this version of the Raiders? It's exactly what we saw tonight. And so yeah. if we do that against the Chiefs, Scott, God dang it, we might freaking compete or we might lose three to nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, and that's the thing. It's a week-to-week -week league. You just don't know what's going to happen, right? And, and the way the AFC is right now, things are crazy. And I think you're right. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying – because even if the Raiders win out, it's going to be tough to make the playoffs because of how things are shaping up. That's nothing to do with them. And, they, and to your point, they can't worry about that. They have to go out and execute win games and do that. So I, I, I get that, and I think that most fans understand that. I understand, too, some fans saying, well, we're not going to make the playoffs – a lot of fans want a, another quarterback, like you said, and, and that's what we've been saying on our show. We we didn't say bench Aiden O'Connell. We didn't say that Aiden O'Connell can't get better. We didn't say that the Raiders should not keep Aiden O'Connell. Obviously, he's just a rookie. Uh, but to your point, bring people in, compete in camp. If the kid wins it, great. He's got a great opportunity. He's playing all of these games, and it goes to show you with rookies that you can have a terrible game. And, and Mo and I said that on yesterday's show. We said, listen— 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I'm a father of one. I got to find a babysitter. I found care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your childcare necessities, check out care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your childcare needs. Just keep Aiden O'Connell going, but be aggressive. If he throws a couple picks because you're being aggressive, so be it. Just go out and let him do his thing. Bo Hardegree and Antonio Pierce opened up the playbook tonight, and it really benefited them. And Aiden O'Connell, to your point about being cerebral, being calm, he showed what his strengths are. Yes, he's got weaknesses too. We all do. And so I get that. Uh, by the way, we're going to take a quick break for our audio audience. If you're on video, we're not going anywhere. Uh, but we're going to take that quick break. When we come back, we'll continue. Raiders 63. No, I didn't misspeak. 63 to 21 over the Los Angeles Chargers. You're listening to Silver and Black today. And Odyssey Original Podcast, don't go anywhere. All right, we're back, of course, on video because we're not taking a break. That's just so the audio people who couldn't stay up late, who need to listen to the show on Friday morning, they get a chance to do that. Uh, you're back with Scott Branson and Murph from Raiders Fan Radio breaking down this massive Raiders win, most points scored by this franchise ever. I mean, Murph, that in itself just blows me away. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that. The stats, I haven't even had time to go into all the records broken. I will do that, and I'm sure I'll be talking about it tomorrow. But you look, you talked about the running games. Amir White, 17 carries, 69 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Abdullah, 6 carries, 32 yards. Even Brandon Bolden got a touchdown tonight. Two touchdowns, 25 yards. Aiden O'Connell, 20 of 34, 248 yards, four touchdowns, 120 passer ratings. Of course, Devontae Adams, eight catches, 101 yards where he should be, right? And a touchdown. And, and Trey Tucker, the rookie, what a night. Three catches, 59 yards, two touchdowns. Michael Mayer had a touchdown. Jacoby Myers had a touchdown. I mean, from an offensive perspective, I mean, I, and again, it's not like I'm brilliant. 
most smarter than I am when it comes to the football X's and O's. But all week we talked about just being aggressive. And look, I, is Bo Hart agree the offensive coordinator of Antonio Pierce keeps the job? Probably not, okay? They had a great game tonight. All you can do is is take on what's in front of you. And, and that's what Bo Hardegree did. And whatever that coaching staff learned from last week and went in, I said yesterday, they should just clean sheet it, come out with some new stuff, come out with some different looks. And they did. Now, it might have been in the playbook all season long, and they just hadn't used it the way they did. But I thought, especially at the beginning of the game, we've seen them come out before Murph, beginning of the game on that, those scripted plays look good. So when they did that first drive, I was like, okay, we're used to seeing that. But then yeah. they get the turnovers on a short field, and that's the key, right? How many times have we seen Raider teams over the last several years get those takeaways like you mentioned earlier and not capitalize, get a field yeah. goal? They scored touchdowns tonight, and I said it. It was earlier in the game. The entire season, the Raiders had 20 touchdowns. They had nine. <laughs> I mean, nine touchdowns tonight. It almost – Almost half the total of the whole season in one game against their AFC West rival. And to me, that just blows me away. Now, I, I, I'm pretty sure Antonio Pierce is going to let the guys celebrate tonight, but then tomorrow it's back to work because they got until Christmas Day now, right, to, to play the Kansas City Chiefs since they played these two games within five days. So they got like a mini bye here, too. And I almost wish that they didn't. Not that they should play on Sunday. Of course. Uh, yeah. But, you know, when you have this kind of momentum. So that's going to be the challenge for them, especially on offense, I think, is to keep those guys focused. But I was saying it to somebody who was being pretty negative on X.com tonight about, well, this doesn't matter. We're playing this crappy team. But and he was going over him. He's a good dude, Xander, who's a, a listener of ours. And, and I get where he's at. But, but at the same time, it's about confidence and momentum. You needed you needed some offensive momentum going into these last four, especially with the Chiefs next, okay? Because now they're looking at themselves in the mirror and they're saying, we put, a, we put up 63 points, okay? So now we're going to go to Kansas City on Christmas Day and we got to keep this going. So from that perspective, I think offensively, uh, and then a lot of people had the same sentiment I did, and I'm sure you did, Murph, which was, where has this been? But yeah. you can't change the past. All you can do is focus on the future and I'm thinking that with this confidence, and yes, they're going to play a really tough defense in Kansas City on Christmas Day, but I like this because I think now they, they, they were aggressive and it worked, right? So there won't be any gun-shy kind of attitude towards the offense. And I think to beat Kansas City, as much as Kansas City is struggling offensively, I think they need to have that punch-you-in-the-mouth attitude, and we saw that tonight. Wow, a lot, lot, lot there, Scott, and great points. And, and you know, I wish I was wearing my Gene Upshaw jersey tonight and shout out Highway 63, you know what I mean? Because it's it's incredible. I mean, we, we, we set the franchise record for points scored. I mentioned earlier we, 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 we set the, the record for the most points uh, or mar biggest margin of victory against the Chargers. And, like, that's what – that's what builds – and I know a lot of those were defensive scores, but that's what builds confidence offensively for this football team. They were efficient, and I think that, like, like confidence is infectious and it's dangerous. When Momentum is dangerous. And so if, if this team can carry that momentum 
into a into a long practice week as as you mentioned and um and, and really show up and sorry my phone's the, the Raiders fan radio hotline is going crazy <laughs> I'm sure it is so carry <laughs> that momentum into Arrowhead and listen there are no moral victories Raider Nation and I'm not sitting here telling you that well if we play them close and whatever whatever but if bless it guys like quit everybody quit call me Scott um there were so many offensive touchdowns tonight. I lost track. I was sitting on the couch with my son, Vinny, and I'm like sitting there trying to recount. What was the last time, Raider Nation, you were sitting on the couch going, okay, who scored? What? That one? So Jacoby threw. Oh, Jacoby caught that one. Oh, Jacoby threw one, too. So the one that, that Devontae caught was one that Joe. Like, what absolutely innovative play calling. And where was that? To answer your question about where was that last couple of weeks? I don't know. Like, they kind of got a little sleepy, and I feel like that kind of all bets were off. It was like this week, it was like, we're going to go for it. We're going to, we're going to run some stuff. We're going to do some backwards passes. We're going to let Jacoby throw the football. And it was awesome. I mean, it was so fun to watch. Like this was the most fun I've had watching a Raider game. And of course, anytime you win, it's fun Raider nation. So I'm not trying to, you know, they're, they're all fun, but like, what a blast watching this football team. This was like some freaking, I had people on, on, on the X hitting me up being like, when was the Raiders last time the Raiders looked like this? Was it the seventies? And I'm like, I don't know. We didn't do this in the 70s. It was Pete Fanta's back for four yards in a cloud of dust and hit freaking Freddie B on a 14-yard out and Snake Stable running on bad knees into the end zone and Dave Casper kicking him into the end zone and falling on the ball. Like It wasn't this like dynamic offense. The last time I can remember us having any sort of dynam- dynamicism, is that a word? I don't know if it is. Dynicism, yes. Dynicism, I just made it up. Um, the Like, and I know this is a sensitive subject, but 2016, like Riverboat Jack, Derek Carr, you know, freaking throwing to Michael Crabtree and Andre Holmes and Jared Cook. And like, you know what I mean? Like that was the last time we kind of saw like this, like a high powered potential to offense. And we saw that stuff tonight, uh, Scott. So, you know, listen, I don't think we're going to go to Kansas City and score 63. I don't think we're going to score 63 against the Colts and, and, and not against the Broncos to close out the season. But again, that momentum and that confidence, can the team take this? And carry that into what's what's you know the rest of the season, despite the outcome. I think it is a major, uh, I mean, just a major opportunity. I'll say that for this football team, and and I'm I'm just again I'm proud to tell as a fan, and it was just it was a beautiful sight to see tonight, and I'm I can't wait to go watch it again. Yeah, how could you not be? I mean, your team scores sixty. I mean, not only do they win, I mean, any win is great as a fan. But the way in which they won, I mean, it, it's like all of Raider Nation. We, it was 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 tied up in in ropes and chains, and then suddenly they were just taken off, and you felt freedom, right? You saw this team basically score at will. You saw them on again since the first Charger game. This defense continues to get better. Patrick Graham has done a great job. So I know I've heard from a lot of people over the last couple of days about. Well, gosh, you know if there, if Pierce doesn't get the job, man, I'd hate to lose Patrick Graham. Mo and I said it doesn't mean you have to even if there was a different coach. Uh, but I think he just deserves so much credit because he is getting the most out of those players. I want to talk about the defense in the next segment. But uh, MDM, our, 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 our viewer, always here on, on the chat, had a question. He says, my question is, how does this one game change the Raiders' head coach and quarter pla- quarterback plans going into the offseason? So two things. Let me, let me start with the quarterback first because I think I answered your question in there too before, and you mentioned it before, Irv. 
Smurf. I called you Irv. Uh, I'm, by the way, I'm at the Mason Cigar Manor. I, I sat with – usually when I'm covering Raider games, I'm at home. I'm watching the game, and I'm all focused. I came into the cigar lounge tonight with these guys because they let me do the show here, and uh, it was nice watching it with them. Of course, they were all kicking themselves for not picking up the Raiders' defense uh, for <laughs> fantasy football because I think they scored 35 points or whatever it was. But nonetheless, the quarterback situation – look, Aiden O'Connell, I've said it all along – Good quarterback. There's nothing wrong with this kid. He's got limited mobility. That's the only downside. That's the only downside he has. So competition would be good for him. And I think that without without doing it hardcore, and I think this is what this was. I have to give so much credit to Antonio Pierce this week because I think him being noncommittal about the quarterback and kind of letting it float out there for some people it might not be good or motivate them. I think for Aiden O'Connell, who's a very even keeled guy. And very relaxed, very cerebral, like you said. I think for him, it was good. It was like a little bit of a wake-up call. You had a bad performance. Now you got to focus and come back. And even in the press conferences O'Connell gave this week, he talked about it. He's like, look, I just got to get better. I just got to keep working. I got to listen to my coaches. And I got to trust in my teammates. And that's what he did. So from a quarterback perspective, I don't think it changes your plans. If you're still in the top 10, whatever it is, you still take a quarterback. Okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that that quarterback's going to come in and start. It doesn't mean that Aiden O'Connell's not going to start. It's just you want competition. So you're right on that. As far as the head coaching situation goes, it's still an audition. And that's what we've been yeah. saying. Yeah. We haven't said, even when you and I were disagreeing last week, it wasn't about, look, he has no shot. I don't think that at all. I think that he has the opportunity over the last four games, now three, to earn the job. Tonight, he he took a big step back last week. Okay, that's what I said. This week, he went way back forward because yeah. this team, I mean, to get a team, a full team, I don't care if they're professionals or not, Murph, to get a full team after such a demoralizing loss last week at home, to come back and perform like they did tonight is remarkable, and you got to give the man his flowers because he did it. He he was challenged, and he got everybody together. He got Bo Hardigree to be better. He got every and the defense was even better than they were last week. Okay, and I know, look, Easton Stick. Yeah, I get it. Okay, but it doesn't matter. They shut that team down. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't do anything. Points out of their twenty-one points, fourteen of them were in garbage time. It didn't really matter. Okay, so I don't even. I don't even put that on the defense because you do let up, you know, those guys are far. But even when they let up, it was crazy to see, to see off a defensive lineman scoring touchdowns on fumble. I mean, everything you could want in a Raider game was in this game. Am I wrong? No, not at all. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It was so exciting because I mean, yeah, there's what else would you want for? We we saw you know uh, so Swag Jeff and I my 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 one of my great co-hosts the Swag Jeff and Michelle here at Raiders Fan Radio uh, we were talking about it going into this game uh, on our last show and I was like what do you like what do you latch onto as a fan like now that the Raiders playoff hopes are about dashed like what do you look for and one of the things that we talked about was like game changing plays Kurt Warner on NFL Network calls them GCPs game changing plays explosive plays defensive turnovers or just turn or, or, or scoring plays on defense and turnovers, like those kinds of things. We haven't seen that stuff, especially at that level of that frequency in forever. And so those kinds of things, like you talk about inspiring a fan base, like, so, but, but even prior to that, I want to go back to what to talk a little bit more about, about Antonio Pierce, because there's been, again, so much debate and discussion around it and all of it's fair. And I think that until it's proven then all the, 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 the points are valid. But when you see a performance like what happened tonight, 
and the 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 press precedent of that is Antonio Pierce walking into Allegiant Stadium wearing a satin Raider jacket, <laughs> looking like a freaking Raider. Like those are the thing. Like he set the tone walking into the stadium. And that's one of the things that I've continued to lean on about the importance of Antonio Pierce being a Raider. And, and so I understand that being a Raider doesn't make you a great coach. I understand that being a player's coach doesn't make you a great coach, but it doesn't hurt it either. And so when you have that persona and you have that, you know, that, that charisma and that just – the way that he he just oozes being a Raider. And when you represent that, that speaks to us as Raider fans. Sure. So on the heels of that, to have a performance like this, I mean, sell me less. I mean, I, there's like, I don't know what else you could do as a coach and a representative of this NFL team and this football team. At one point, and, and I loved it when the, the cameras were locked in on Mark Davis so much tonight, and at one point he's going like this. Like, for those of you on the audio podcast, he's with his mouth agape, looking back over his shoulder in complete disbelief in what his football team is doing because his, he saw his football team put up a goose egg in the week prior. Like, when you're blowing the mind of the guy that owns the football team – that's not a bad thing. That's a pretty good freaking start. So, like, that whole idea, man, like, again, it, it speaks to us as Raider fans, and then it proves it. So, for those of you that are, that are, that are you know, not biased and, and take more of an objective opinion and much respect to you, Scott, and, and you guys are in, on, on Silverback today and your analysis stuff is always amazing. And, so, and you take a little bit more of a step back. You're not like dug in on it like, like, like me and like a lot of other of us knucklehead Raider fans. And so, when you can, we can, you know, when you can see things like that happen, it makes it undeniable. And that's ultimately what you got to do. You want to, you want to, you want to get a job, be undeniable in whatever field you're in, be undeniable. And tonight the Raiders in Antonio Pierce were absolutely undeniable. And I, and again, I couldn't be more proud as a fan and, and, and wish him the best and the, this team, the best and, Damn it! I hope he closed it out and freaking you know <laughs> showing next week because if we get dashed fifty six to nothing next week, then all of a sudden, guess what? There we go, right back well, to work. And and that's it. And that's that's that was you know in my discussions with people, and you know we, I because I look at things more as objective, right? From my perspective, um, not as a fan. Yeah, a lot of people coming on this channel and hitting me on X saying you're a hater, you hate you, Antonio, and that's that's the furthest thing from the truth, right? But to your point, you you look at consistency. You have to be consistent. Look, he got handed, as I said to Mo yesterday, he got handed a bag of crap. Josh McDaniels left the locker room in a bad spot. Antonio Pierce came in and rescued those guys because they all liked him. That's why he got the role, even though he had no experience as a coordinator or any of that. Because he was a unifier. He was somebody who brought people together. He was somebody who motivated guys. The job he has done. I mean, did you see Malcolm Kuntz tonight? Did you see Divine Diablo tonight? Those guys, remember, as a position coach, too, the linebackers with Spillane. All of these guys are playing. Spillane's having the best year he's ever had in his career. That's no accident. And Antonio Pierce deserves all the credit for that, too, because he's gotten him there. He's gotten that unit there along with Patrick Graham. So you look at that and you say, okay, this guy can do that. And, and they win two in a row, then they lose three in a row. Now they win this big one, so you got to be consistent. That's how he wins the job. He doesn't yeah. win the job... All the things you said about him being a Raider and the swagger that he brings in, 
absolutely important. You're, you're completely 100% right on with that. But you have to win and you have to do it consistently. Now, if they go to Kansas City and they lose a shootout in the last second or so, that doesn't hurt them. I don't think that hurts them. But but you have to show consistent performance. So he got the team up. He got them to perform at the highest level tonight. If he can do that against Kansas City, win or lose, that's points in his bucket. You know what I'm saying? I think that that means something. And I know a lot of people are the opposite. They, They don't want Antonio Pierce no matter what. I'm not in that boat. I think if you have an opportunity to earn the job, you can earn it. Uh, And it's not about convincing me. It's about putting the results on the board. And he did it tonight. And if they can go to Kansas City on Christmas, I know it's a big, big task. But I'll tell you what, I'd rather play Kansas City right now than I would have played them last year (laughs) or even even earlier in the season. Right. So, So I think that the opportunity for Antonio Pierce and his coaching staff, because remember, all those guys, too, even if some of them are swapped out, doesn't matter. They're all fighting for their job. That's the thing when people talk about tanking. If you want Antonio Pierce as your coach, which I, I mean, majority of the Raider fans that I see, for the most part, do. And that's great. Yeah. But you can't lose games and think he's going to get the job if he goes 0-4 over the last four weeks. Now he's won. He's, they ended the losing streak. And now they have an opportunity to put a streak together. And maybe maybe put all questions aside and and just Mark Davis says, you know what? This guy, after that crazy loss, comes out, puts the most points up on the board ever for a Raider franchise, and then goes to Kansas City. Does he beat them? Great. He beats them. And then what? Then you got Indy and you got Denver. Okay. That's not insurmountable. It's not Mount Fuji and you're wearing flip-flops. Okay. These guys have an opportunity to do that, and it's all about that consistency. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the defense, but I mean, you look at it. It was. I know it sounds crazy when I say this, Murph. So, so, so I don't want you to jump out of the screen. All right. But it was nice not to have a night where Max Crosby was the focus of everything, right? Because as great as Max is, and he had a great night too, by the way. But the fact that everybody came to play, Tillery had a sack. I mean, you saw everybody oh. on that defensive unit not only contribute, Murph, but really have. I mean, ball out have great games. The, the secondary did well. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They did well overall throughout this game, created turnovers. And, and man, the defense continued to do what they've been doing. So they are consistent. Now, if you can get the offense to be consistent, then anything can happen. Um, again, I don't think the Raiders make the playoffs because I think you got to get to 10 wins. It's going to be tough to do that. Obviously, you can't do it. But if you look at it now and you say to yourself, Wow. Okay. If we're going to get consistent on offense and we're on consistent on defense, then the final three games look much more manageable and you should have more hope that they could run the table. I mean, they could run the table. I'm not saying they will, but, but they can if they come out like they did tonight and have that kind of performance as a unit. Absolutely. I mean, with this kind of performance, it gives you all the freaking, you know, inspiration that this team could finish absolutely strong. And is it off the table, considering the questions that are around these other football teams? You know, is, is it possible for the Raiders? Absolutely. And granted, the Broncos are playing really, really well. But when you have that sort of a defensive performance like we had tonight, like we can contain anybody and shout out. You talked about uh, on the defense and there was, there was so many things tonight, Scott. So my brain is a million miles an hour. And and I forgot to mention the thick six oh. Jenkins, for the, with Malcolm Jenkins. Cooper absolutely stuffing 
freaking you know was Easton Brock or Easton it was Stick whatever the hell the guy's name is Stick <laughs> you should have been a hockey player stuffing that freaking guy and freaking you know and Jenkins picking that thing up and I you know my favorite part about that play was and and shout out the big man because that was obviously him scoring was the best part but like right secondary to that was Max Crosby just kind of yes. like. Watching his way in, just making sure he's like, nope, you go, you gonna get in there, big man. Like I got you, and so I just love that the spirit around that play, and you know, going back to what you, what you said about when when you and Mo. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And, and and even others have talked about Antonio Pierce and and discussed the potential for him to be the the, the head coach of this football team. Even for for a guy like me, that's kind of like I'm. I don't want to say I'm all in already, but I'm pretty close. I'm about ninety four percent in <laughs> to the idea of Antonio Pierce being our head coach. I don't take it as a hater uh, position, and and so anybody that does. And anyone that's, that listens to your show, and there are many folks, if you're taking that as that these guys are being overtly critical and because they're haters, quote, of Antonio Perry, stop. That's not that's not what it's about. It's about these guys are pros, and they're taking an objective opinion. When you listen to guys like me and Swag Jeff and Michelle and Graphic Raider and anybody else that does a podcast that's a fan of the football team, of course we're going to be bought in, and we're going to have an overtly you know positive opinion about Antonio Pierce. But when you hear Scott and Mo talk about it, they're bringing up some fair points. And so it's not about them being, quote, haters. It's about them exploring everything, all the aspects. And that's a healthy thing for us. It's a, I'll just speak for myself. As a fan, 
I can dig that perspective because give me something that's different. Give me, give me a difference of opinion based on, you know, versus my own, because I already know what my own is. And I live in an echo chamber in the fan cave with Jeff and Michelle, and we all talk about the same stuff all the time. So I want to hear something that's differing. And that's what makes you guys great. And what makes your show great. I'm not sitting here just trying to just, you know, blow smoke here. No pun intended on that. Cigar. <laughs> that, that, that idea that like, you know, like that it's not about being a hater Raider nation. And so I think it's fair for us to consider everything. And all that said, nights like tonight will drive the fan opinion home even more. So it when will. it comes to objective media and it comes to guys like Scott and Mo and guys that are in national media, it will absolutely drive that idea home that maybe he is the right guy for all these reasons that we're citing. And the last thing I'll say this, I'm going to turn back over to you, Scott, that whole the national media. Well, one of you, one of you, not you guys on the show, but one of you on ESPN or NFL Network or anyone else, will one of you stand up and say you were wrong about the Chargers for once? <laughs> one time? Will one of you do that? Because we all know that we can trust you and your stand-up folks, and you always take accountability for your opinions. So one of you stand up and say, for the last 23 years, you are freaking wrong about the Chargers. Because you know what, frankly, and I know I'm a little sensitive to it because I'm a Raider fan, but it's a little old. It's an old take. Save me the, oh, the Chargers are one score away from winning nine games a year, or the, the, they're one score away from winning championships or divisions or whatever. The Chargers are the most overrated team every single offseason. They've got more offseason goddamn Lombardi trophies than anybody <laughs> in the history of the freaking NFL. Stop it with that take. It's so old and tired anyway sorry scott I, yeah I, no 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 hey listen and that's why that's why i have you on this show when we came up with this idea uh that was the whole point because listen and you know you know this right um not everybody thinks it but you know that i have nothing but respect and appreciate fan content fan shows like yours others you mentioned some of the other guys who do shows out there um and there's nothing wrong with that it's great i love technology because everybody can do it Right. It takes, as you know, Murph, it's a lot of work to do a show. So so you can be a professional and be objective or you can be a fan. And if you're going to be a fan, that's great. But as you know, it, it's not something you just do and you get on a camera and you just go. It, it takes time. It takes effort. You, Jeff, Michelle, you put a lot of work into it. And so that's good. And, and, and that's what I say. I had a couple people because I've always been open. I've been doing a Raider show now for seven years. OK, including on their flagship station. And um, I've never hidden the fact I grew up a Charger fan. I gave up in 2014 when they moved San because I'm a San Diego guy. They left. I gave up. Every Charger game, I get those people, call them haters, call them whatever. I, actually, I don't call haters haters. I call them just confused fans because they, they, they like me because they follow me. They watch me. But they always, oh, you're just, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're rooting for the Chargers. N not true. And it's like, you know, even my good friend, JT, the brick, I mean, is there anybody more Raider than JT, the brick JT grew up a giants fan. Does that mean he's not able to cover the Raiders? No, of course not. So, so the fan perspective is vital. That's why we have you on this show because I want the fan voice out there. I know a lot of radio hosts, especially the national guys, they don't do that. They don't have, they have the big name guests on and the expert. And that's great. That's great content too. We want to hear that stuff, but, but to hear the fans, especially the way the Raiders have had the last few seasons and all the challenges and, of course, the last 20 years, what you guys have gone through, it's important. 
and it it because I disagree sometimes with opinions of fans doesn't mean that I don't like Antonio Pierce doesn't mean that I don't like Bo Hardegree or that I don't like the quarterback. It, th- that's not what it's about. It's about giving your opinion. Am I wrong? All the time. I'm wrong all the time. I did pick the Raiders to win tonight, so at least I was on the right side of that one. Uh, but, but I think you have to look at these things as a fan and then appreciate. I think we live in a time, unfortunately, quick soapbox. doesn't matter if it's politics, sports, local stuff. It doesn't matter. People get so polarized, everything, and, and they want to tend to hear what they want to hear. I can't do that. Like, I'm not going to tell you something I don't believe just to do it. There are Raiders channels out there who do that. They will just tell you what you want to hear. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying fans either. So so that's fine. If that's what you want, then we're not the show for you. But But I think that in a night like tonight where that's what I felt for. I'm sitting with these guys at the Cigar Lounge, not Raider fans. And they're like, oh, you, you, you really happy? I said, yeah, this is great for the fans. It's great for Raider Nation. They've been through so much last year, this year. And to have a game like that, doesn't matter who you're playing, have a game like that was huge for the fans and for the team, clearly. And I think that uh, that's what you have to look for. You have to look for the joy in sports. I know <laughs> winning makes it easier. And, and the Raiders haven't had, I mean, of course, the national broadcast brought up all the tough stats, two playoff games, all that stuff for over the years. But at the end of the day, you love your Raiders. There's no more loyal fan base than Raider fans. They're the best fans there are in sports. So you look at that and you say, okay, so just enjoy it. Somebody was being negative. I'm like, dude, just enjoy the game, okay? You can be critical tomorrow if you want to be, but just enjoy it. Like, have a moment of peace. And so I, I was glad to see that and to see that that uh, he's he's got an or should say that Antonio Pierce has the opportunity to continue to earn the job. Um, and, and I think you're right. I think if we look at well, you know what, let me let me take our final break for the audio version of the podcast uh, here on Silver and Black today. By the way, don't forget, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio, even if you're just a YouTube viewer. Just just go subscribe. Also subscribe to Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube. If you haven't watched that show, I think most of our folks listen to your show too and, and, and watch you live. But in case they don't, go do that. Also subscribe to the podcast there as well. We're going to take a break for the audio version on YouTube. Stay right there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Silver and Black today with Murph and Scott coming right back. All right. We are back here on YouTube and elsewhere. Uh, talking to you about the Raiders' 63-21 to 21 <laughs> win. I mean, Murph, if uh, 63 points, period, you, you couldn't have convinced anybody the Raiders were going to score 63 points tonight. But then you add in no Josh Jacobs, and you know how important the run is to this mm-hmm. offense to get that space open up and to get those receivers going. And, and you know what? Zamir White hasn't shown a lot to us to, to really feel like, well— if Josh Jacobs doesn't, I know it's, it's sacrilege and you guys don't want to hear it, but if Josh Jacobs doesn't come back next year, then you're like, oh, what do we got left? Mo, to his credit, uh, called it out a couple weeks ago. He said, you know, we really need to see what, what we have. We got to get carries for those running backs. And Zamir White came out tonight, looked like a man on fire, maybe because he knew he had to carry the load. Sometimes people perform their best when they know it's them and, and they got to perform. And he sh- certainly did that tonight. And that was very encouraging. Can he keep it up? We'll see. Hopefully, Josh Jacobs is back for Kansas City. He's got some time, obviously, to heal up those quads. But 
Very, very impressive performance by Zamir White, and that's got to make fans out there feel really good. 100 yards before half. I mean, that's insane. You know, the 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 offensive output for, for, for this football team, Scott, I just I can't get over it. It's 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 absolutely nuts what this team did tonight. And you mentioned the 63 points and the the, the production on offense. And I got to go in terms of the running game back to the to the offensive line, because we saw that when Colton Miller is not in the game, Josh Jacobs doesn't have the kind of games that he has. And it was it was unfortunate that when Colton Miller wasn't there, that Josh Jacobs wasn't as productive as he has been when he is. And so the, tonight when I'm like, well, they're both gone. I'm like, well, then we're really screwed. And so to have that kind of offensive output, but that said, when you have complimentary football, when you listen, yes. was it the second play or the third play of the, no, it was, it was the second play of the game. They tested freaking downfield with, with uh, Trey Tucker, right? It was like a third and, or second and two. And they freaking pushed the ball downfields in completion. And then they handed it off. And I think it was Zamir or Abdullah that, that converted for the first time. But anyway, point being though, like they were doing things out. We hadn't seen that in a minute. And that was one of the big things that we talked about. Like we got a weak charger secondary, like push them downfield. Let's see what we can come up with. And so I feel like Bo Hardegree, whether it was the going up to the booth or anything else, he found ways to set the rest of the team up to be successful. And that was entirely encouraging. I think that, that, that Zamir White was feasted on that idea. And so we saw so much diversity in this freaking offense going in. And so I think he was a huge benefactor of that. And listen, I love Josh Jacobs. The, 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 I have one young player jersey. I wanted to get a jersey that that had the inaugural patch for the for the Raiders in Las Vegas. And I have a Josh Jacobs jersey. Otherwise, I only own players that are that are older than me. Um, and I'm pretty old. But um, but but I but I chose. To, I love Josh Jacobs. But I don't see a world where it makes sense to bring him back unless there's. You know, I don't know, unless he's willing to take a hometown discount or something, which you don't see in the NFL anymore. And if we continue to see that, if he doesn't come back quick enough and we continue to see Zemir White, you know, have have a good game. Again, going back to the Arrowhead thing, can he, he, you know, can we move the ball on the ground, on the road, in Kansas City? If we're able to do that without Josh Jacobs, well, that's kind of an indictment in terms of his productivity and potential. And so I, I, I could see a world where the, where the Raiders move on from him. And and I don't love it, but that's the reality of the game. And it's it ain't show friends, it's show business. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know, that's where we're going to go, as Bob Sugar famously said. So, so Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And it was just – it was good to see the the, the the ground game get going. Good to see Zamir – listen, he was a great running back at, at Georgia. Like, this wasn't like he was some chump. It wasn't like we were, you know what I mean? It wasn't some some guy that no one had ever heard of. This was a guy that had an incredibly successful career at Georgia. He was known for his short yardage performance. He doesn't have the zigzag. He doesn't have the bounce and the jump step that a guy like Josh does, but he has that punch. You know what I mean? And we kind of finally saw that tonight where, you know, and, and Josh has punched him too. I'm not taking away from him, but like what, where, what were Zamir White famous for in Georgia? It was, you know, first and freaking, you know, goal from the three and he punches it in. Like that's what we, what we saw him do tonight. And so I think that, you know, we got a lot of things to solve still Scott, but there are some pieces and some of these, these younger players that we have on offense, like they look great tonight. Yeah, no, they did. And 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 you gotta give all the credit. I mean, again, this coaching staff and Antonio Pierce, I you go back to the press conference after the the Minnesota loss. And 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 this is the one thing I've been consistent on, which is Antonio Pierce is always authentic. Okay. So when they 
He came into the press conference and he said he didn't perform well. His coaching staff didn't perform well. His quarterback didn't perform well. And his team didn't execute. He, he nailed it, right? Go compare that to earlier in the season. And this is what I want to get into as well, because you talked about complimentary football. Was earlier in the season, and I forgot if it was Chicago. I think it was a Chicago game, that disaster. Josh McDaniels went after the game and said, well, you know, it was tough. It was this and that. But we really performed well in the special teams. I'm like, yeah. what planet are you living on? And even if that's true, to win in the NFL, you have to play well in all three aspects of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. The Raiders did that tonight. You saw what they did on special teams. They created turnovers too, kickoff, right? They had all of it working. And so that's what it's about. So Antonio Pierce being authentic, never in question. Never will question that. He takes responsibility 100%. Like, and not, I'm not talking about how some people say it's on me, it's on me. No, no, no. He means it and comes out and says it proactively. He doesn't wait for anybody to prompt him on that. But I don't know who you would be talking about that says, oh, it's all on me all the time. I have no idea. Maybe a guy uh, that wears number four and wears gold and black, but I digress. <laughs> but you look at this, and, and I'm going back to the numbers, as you know I do, uh, but on the defense again, I want to talk a little bit about the defense uh, uh, as we as we get at least somewhat close to wrapping up here, which is Divine Diablo, seven tackles on the night. Okay, just a, a great night out there. I mean, the whole defense did, but you look at Malcolm Coons, three tackles, two sacks, three quarterback hits, Okay, then you had uh, who else did I see? Oh, uh, Jerry Tillery had a sack, of course, as did um, um, and he had a tackle, a single tackle. But then the other guy I want to talk. This is what I want to talk about. I forgot for a second there, Um, but it's it's Jack Jones. So they take Jack Jones Uh off the garbage heap. He has some issues in New England. He's got familiarity with Antonio Pierce. And that's where I want to give Coach Pierce credit to. They go out and they get Jack Jones. He comes in, uh, and we talked about it earlier this week on our show, to say, we got to see more Jack Jones. Can he be one of the answers they need on the outside? Uh, And he did. Of course, he had the great interception. Four Mm -hmm. tackles, right? Two quarterback hits, the tackle for a loss, and, of course, uh, the the, the pick six. So you look at that, and you think to yourself, wow, this this guy can be an answer long term. So that – also, not only does it a credit to Pierce, but also Champ Kelly. I've been very vocal yeah. thinking, saying that I believe that Champ Kelly will get the job, and I think he should get the job. He's got a good track record. And I know people say, well, in Chicago they did this or they doesn't matter. He's well-respected around the league. Mark Davis said in the interview on The Athletic this week that, that he was prepared to perhaps hire him before the McDaniel Ziegler thing happened. So, so I think he's got, and, and he deserves credit for the Jack Jones thing too. Cause people are like, well, what's he going to do the rest of the year to prove that he's a good GM? Well, look at the movie made. I mean, <laughs> it shows in two weeks, right? So, so the, 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 the champ Kelly, Antonio Pierce thing, they're separate. I know they came in together and all that stuff. And it's historic. Cause you have, you have three African-Americans in all key positions on the Raiders, which is awesome. But at the same time, um, Champ Kelly has also contributed here too. So that's what I like about what I'm seeing. And, and, and that's a good sign. Now, again, consistency. So, so we got to get to the consistency. Uh, and the Chiefs are going to be tough. I mean, it doesn't matter where they're at. Patrick Mahomes might not be having the year he had a couple years ago. But at the same time, he is who he is. And he can create plays and he can do things. And then the Raiders history against the Chiefs recently, except for the one win in Kansas City, when Gruden took the lap in the bus, um, has not been good. 
But again, you have the, this is the golden opportunity. I mean, it, it, it's such a golden opportunity. And I know those guys in the locker room realize that, Murph. Yeah. Uh, and I can't imagine, I can't imagine a better Christmas gift for not only Antonio Pierce, oh. but for all of Raider Nation to, to beat the Chiefs on Christmas uh, and to win their second in a row and really start to maybe gain some momentum here heading down the stretch. I might cry. Like, I'm not a crier. I'm not, I'm not like, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with being, being a, you know, whatever. Cry your cry your thing. But not about sports. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I might cry about something significant. But, like, if we go into Arrowhead on Christmas Day, I'm already going to be around, uh, you know, all my beautiful family and surrounded by emotion already. And if the Raiders can freaking knock off the Chiefs, that, 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 that might hit me in my feels, man. Like, let's freaking go. And, you know, and so if, if for the Raiders to have that ability – to do that, I think you, something you said. Uh, you were talking about Josh McDaniels, and, and in that press conference, or one right on the heels of that, he talked about, well, football's complicated. And I love the spirit of Antonio Pierce when he took over and he said, this is a kid's game. It's simple. And the old adage of kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Like, let's keep it freaking simple. Like, this, is, it really is a kid's game. And while there can be so much... Um, complication and so much strategy and there are some brilliant people that coach and and you know manage these football teams and i'm not one of them so i understand that there are uh, it's like jazz right like i i don't get jazz it's math whatever it it, it affects my brain but that idea that but at the at the end of the day though it's just keep it simple keep it keep it keep it smooth it's that we don't have to reinvent the offer, we just got to take advantage of the players that we have on this roster and what they do best. And that, I think, is an unfortunately a downfall of a lot of coaches when they come into new situations and they say, I have to have my guys. Well, if you have to have your guys and you're not innovative enough and creative enough to find a way to take advantage of the talent that you already have in place, and this could be for a football team or a business or anything else, when you come into a new environment, take advantage of the things and the assets that you already have that are there and and, and, and the, the advantages from what those people do well. And so is Antonio Pierce doing that? That's what I see, and that's what Bo Hardegree and, and, and Patrick Graham, that's what those guys are doing. They're taking advantage of the talent that they already have there. They're keeping it simple. It was so simple tonight for, for Aiden O'Connell. It was so simple tonight for the defense. And so I think if we keep on that trajectory going into Arrowhead, there's an opportunity for the Raiders to be competitive. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Raiders are going to freaking win that game, but when you run up 63 freaking points on another freaking division opponent, it's not unheard of that we're going to go into to Kansas City. And, and I think this, and I'll, I'll say this and I'll shut up and then we're getting out of here. If, if Antonio Pierce takes this Raider team to Arrowhead, Sands the lap around the stadium. Let's not do that again. But if he can freaking, if they can win in Arrowhead, Scott, I don't know what else I need to see as a fan, as a fan, to justify him being the full-time head coach. I don't know what, even even if we lose to the Broncos at home, even if we lose to the Colts on the road, if we can beat the Chiefs, we don't do that. Like, come on. Like, we don't beat the Chiefs. We're rarely. Like, how many times in the past, however many years, have we beat that? Like, right? That, yeah. that we have to get the, the lap around and then win. 
Yeah. The game in freaking Thursday night when Carr hit Michael Crabtree in the front of the end zone. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's not been many. What, how many times How many times did Carr beat the Chiefs? Three times, I think, in his entire career? It's not often. So if we can beat the Chiefs, that's it for me. I'm Then I'm and I'm 99% there now, but that puts me fully bought in. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I, I understand that, and, and, and it would be hard to argue against that, to your point, uh, to, to go in there and beat Kansas City. Now, we don't know who else might apply for the job. That's the only, that's the only caveat I make, because, but, but he has an opportunity to earn it, and then it comes down to Mark Davis, right? And, and no matter who they hire as coach, if it's Antonio Pierce, great. If it's somebody else, there's going to be fans who second guess it. Doesn't matter because Mark Davis is not a good record. He just hasn't had a good record. He admitted it in the piece on the Athletic this week. So, so I get that, and people have trepidation over, hey, oh, uh, what's he going to do? I don't trust Mark. I don't do this. I don't do that. Uh, but, but you know what? It's his team, and it's your team as fans too. By the way, he's the owner, but you own it as well. And so, so we'll see what happens. But I, I think you're right. I think a win in Kansas City would be would be remarkable. And I think if you win in Kansas City, to your point, I don't think you lose out those final two games. I'm not saying you win both of them, oh. but it, it, again, you Good get point. it's all about momentum, right? You see it in every sport. If you get momentum, doesn't matter if you're a team that's going to make the playoffs or not. If you if you get momentum, and I'll, I'll point this out cuz I've seen a lot of it in the chat tonight, Murph, which is well, it's going to hurt our chance to get a quarterback. And uh. I reminded I reminded people that Patrick Mahomes went 10th in the first round. Okay. He went 10th. So you don't have to get a quarterback in the top five, especially this year. This is the best quarterback year in maybe 20 years. When you look at the totality of guys out there. So yeah, I understand the top three are the sexiest Jaden Daniels and Drake may and Caleb Williams, but that doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean again, Patrick Mahomes went 10th, 10th. So, so when you look at that, um, you got to hope for this team to do the best that they can the rest of the way, not only if you like the coach and want him hired, but also uh, things will work out. A good player personnel guy, if Champ Kelly's the GM, if he ends up being the GM, uh, it's going to be up to him to do whatever he needs to do to get a quarterback that they believe will be the guy for the next 10 years or so, if that's what they're going to do. So to me, you got you to consider that. It doesn't have to be the first five picks. Can I jump in on that, Scott? Yeah, of course. This idea that we got to trade up and get Caleb, stop, stop with the Caleb Williams. I hear, I get Caleb Williams on my freaking X feed like every like other day. It's, it's, he's not the only quarterback that has the potential to be elite in this draft. And I'm, frankly, I'm not sold on the guy anyways. But that said, there are at least five quarterbacks. When you look at the teams that are going to draft ahead of the Raiders and you look at the teams that are going to draft behind the Raiders, it's, it's not even like we have to be in the top five. Heck, we can be in the top 10 or even top 15 and still take one of those top five or six guys there, there, the potential for the Raiders is there to draft a quarterback. This whole idea of of we have to we have to tank or like or we're gonna play our way out of it. Where stop the most important thing, and I loved it that Mo brought this up on your show the other day. The most important thing is do well when you're there. Yes. Don't draft Cleveland Farrell at four. That's what gets <laughs> us in trouble. Draft the player that's that that you're if you're targeting. You do well at that particular position. 
for all of those of you that are out there that are Derek Carr lovers, he was a second round pick for crying out loud and quarterbacked our team for nine goddamn years. Right. Like, let's do well where we are at. This whole idea that you have to move up, move up, move up. No, you don't. You, you can sit there right where you're at. And, and listen, if Caleb Williams was the only good quarterback coming in this draft or the only potential elite quarterback coming out, we might be having a different conversation. But that's not the case. This is the. <laughs> This is one of the deepest quarterback drafts maybe ever. Like we're talking about going back to 83 when we're talking about Elway and Marino and Blackledge and O'Brien and all those guys and, and Google those names for those of you that are uh, young enough. <laughs> but, those, but that idea, like th- this is a deep ass quarterback draft. We don't have to worry about our draft position. What we have to worry about is that we get the best people in position to evaluate talent and to make decisions. That's where our failures have been. It is not about Ben where, where we are at in draft position. It's about our ability to draft well at the position that we are at. Man, that, I can't say it any better. I, I, you, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. And I think that's a, a good a good place to end. Before we end, though, I want to thank everybody, too, for the, the Super Chats. Again, they go to the One Nation Foundation. Murph, uh, for some of folks, because we always have new viewers who come on, especially during a live show, uh, tell folks about the One Nation Foundation, what you and the team there do, what you did this past year, a crab fest for the Blitnikoff Foundation, and uh, how they can take part in it. Well, thank you for saying that, Scott. And so, yeah, so we uh, here at Raiders Fan Radio, it took us a little bit. We finally figured out we can make money with our show. And so we decided quickly we, w- we wanted to give all that money away to Raiders-related charities. And so we give money away to uh, – uh, we gave it to the Max Crosby Foundation this year. We gave it to the Raider Dad folks who are taking underprivileged kids to Raider games with their parental figures. Uh, gave it to them and also the Boletnikovs. I had a really nice conversation uh, with my, 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 my youngest son on the couch tonight. They flashed up Jim Plunkett. Uh, they flashed up Fred Boletnikoff. And he was like, who is that, Dad? And I said, that's Fred Boletnikoff. That's the guy that <laughs> his foundation is, is, is who we give our, uh, who we give our money to, the, the, the main source of, or not source, but the benefactor, benefactor, whatever, whoever we give our money to is the, is the, is the Boletnikoff Foundation. And so we watched some Fred Boletnikoff videos and stuff. And, and Fred Boletnikoff was just such an amazing raider and such an amazing man. And him and his wife, Angela, uh, unfortunately lost their daughter, uh, Tracy, back in 99 to uh, to domestic violence. And so they started the the, uh, the Boletnikoff Foundation in order to help uh, young women at risk of domestic violence and substance abuse and bringing them into a safe, safe environment and also offer them rehabilitative services. And so uh, that's where our money goes. So everything that we raise with Raiders Fan Radio, everything that Scott give us and, and, and Silver and Black today, we are so appreciative. Everything from our advertising opportunities, all that money goes through the One Nation Foundation and gives it to folks like the Boletnikovs. We gave them 10,000 bucks last year. We gave them 15,000 bucks this year, and we're looking to freaking ramp that thing up and give them even more um, this year. And it's literally changing lives of these young women and these young folks. And so we can't thank you enough, Raider Nation. And so any of the the support that you can give us uh, through monetary donations or merch sales or just something as simple as a like, a subscribe, whether that's Raiders Fan Radio or here at Silver and Black today, that, that, that currency is invaluable because that helps us with advertising opportunities. And so we can't thank you enough for the support that you give us Raider nation. We love you so very, very much and uh, look forward to Scott. I know you're getting ready to close out the show, dude. You're going to be right here in the fan cave. 
Let's go. You're going to be I'm, here. I'm what? looking forward to it. I'll be down there next Wednesday, right? And and the show, the show the show's what? Live uh, 3 p.m. Pacific? Uh, 4 Pacific, 7 Four. p.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah. There you we go. We got a spot picked out right over there. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> and we got a good bag for you, my friend. Oh, my gosh. You're getting hooked up. Oh, man. I, it was funny, too, because you know, I had somebody reach out today, and they were talking about jerseys or something like that. And I said, you know, because because I don't wear the jersey. I'm wearing a hat tonight. Uh, but they're like, uh, and I said, well, I'm being the fan cave. I'm going to have to wear a jersey, right? I mean, so so we'll do that. And they asked me if I had any. And I said, yeah, I have a Villa Piano jersey. These were both gifted to me from listeners, which is very nice. And I have a Jim Otto jersey. So... Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll surprise folks. We're going to have a good time. And, and I look forward to coming down there and spending some time in the cave with the gang and, uh, it'll, it'll be a blast. So, so if you, if you're a silver and black today, listener or viewer, and you haven't watched Raiders fan radio, uh, you should, and you should go subscribe. And then I will be down there at the fan cave. So I'm looking forward to that and, uh, and, and doing that. And maybe, maybe we can hook Mo into, into joining us for a few minutes, uh, via, via the web to, to, to give him some crap too. It'll be fun. Deal. Absolutely. We'd love to have it. Have it have, we'll, we'll pipe Mo in here. We'll put him up on the monitor over there. We'll get, he'll be the, the virtual Mo. <laughs> oh, that'll be too funny. All right, man. Well, listen, I know it's going to be, as I've seen a lot of Raider fans in the chat tonight, and thank you guys all for being in there. Uh, and, and the questions tried to get to some of them and, uh, but all such a great gang. I love the chat. Even when we have our show, when we premiere our show during the weeks, so I'm always in the chat live talking with people. So thank you for that. And thank you for your support and for your support of Murph and Raiders fan radio and the gang there. And also of the one nation foundation with all those super chats. Appreciate, appreciate. I can't tell you how, how much that blows me away and how great Raider nation is to one another and supporting each other. So thank you for that. And um, Murph, we will see you next week, my man. We'll see you next week. We'll see you on Tuesday night. Sounds good, buddy. All right. right. There you go. Murph. (laughs) Murph from Raiders fan radio. Such a good dude. And we love having him here on the show. I appreciate it. Such a, such a great, uh, a great show too. If you don't, it, it cracks me up. Most of the time I'm out in the garage smoking a cigar, especially when it's cold out. And uh, I'm watching those guys and I'm just laughing because they are funny uh, but knowledgeable and, and just, you can't get better than, than Murph and the gang, Michelle and swag Jeff too. So, uh, look forward to being down there too. And I thank you guys for watching the show tonight. And again, a lot of you saying it's going to be tough to sleep tonight. That's a good thing, but just think about it. You get to wake up tomorrow. You get to stroll into work on a Friday too. the best day of the week. You get to stroll into work and, and talk about your Raiders in a way that you've never been able to talk. They haven't scored 63 points before. So there you go. It's going to be a banner day for you wherever you're at. I'll do us a favor, please. If you're watching us on YouTube now, thank you again. Hit the subscribe button. Also hit the, the notifications bell. Every time we go live or have a new video, you will know first. So we appreciate that. Also subscribe the audio version wherever you get your audio. And you can always catch that if you miss a show. Uh, you can always catch the audio version of the podcast. We are an Odyssey Sports original podcast. Uh, And thank you. I mean, I'm on location tonight. I'm usually in my studio, but get to do it at the Cigar Lounge tonight of all places. Watch the game with a bunch of people. It was a good time, especially when the Raiders win 63 to 21. Uh, For our producer, Mike Robier, for my partner, Mo Moten, who will be back with me early next week. I'm Scott Branson. I appreciate you guys. Have a great night. Have a great weekend, Raider Nation. Take care.